From the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on uh, sort of a cloudy Saturday morning here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's summertime now, so uh, I think that started uh, on the 21st or 2nd, a couple of days ago, so that's... uh, Chance of thunderstorms just about every day, and I think we got some maybe this weekend. Hope it won't affect the local racing. Um, Ronnie Black is doing a, what'd you say, seven on seven football or something that burns? Seven on seven practice football at Burns High School this yeah, weekend. Yep, yeah, that's, uh, that's big around here. I guess uh, everybody's getting ready for football season two in the background. You know, it is getting kind of close because, you know, we were talking about going down to Darlington, which unless something messes up, we're going to do it. But we're getting, you know, we're getting the end of July and everything and, and stuff starts happening pretty quick. Yeah. A month will sneak up on you in a minute. Good morning, Greg. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing quite well. Uh, my wife, Roberta, was able to make it up there to see her grandbaby, so she's happy. And uh, I'd Everything's good up there. Let's hope she would stay like a month instead of a week. But anyway, but everything's going good on that end. And how are you this morning, Alan? Uh, doing good, Perry. How about you? Good, good. It's my 28th wedding anniversary. Well, today's my 40th. We must have been married on the same day. Uh, I was, mine happened on a Friday evening. Well, what day was yours? Which now? Saturday afternoon. Well, okay. In my backyard in Miami, Florida. Well, mine was on a Friday afternoon, and uh, I was a little bit late, but I I made it. You were late showing up for your wedding? Yes. Me and Ken Miller was putting a racing motor together. (laughs) (laughs) You and Miller putting a racing motor together. Yes, we were. And And you're supposed to be there at your wedding. At about four o'clock, we were supposed to get married, but for some reason, I was just a little bit late. Ken wouldn't, Ken wouldn't the fastest one in the world about putting a murder together, and I knew I was in trouble whenever I got there about lunchtime, and my heads and everything was still sitting over on the benches, and I looked at Ken, I said, can I use your telephone? He said, as long as it ain't long distance. <laughs> That's how tight Ken was. That's the way things were back in those yes, days. Yes, and you walked over and took old Rody dial phone, and yeah. you rotary. I'd like to see a kid that day use a rotary dial phone. That's pretty pretty tough, them old ones, you know, that had to... Yeah. uh, Well, at least you didn't have to say, Sarah, would you connect me with my wife? Yeah, but (laughs) I, I, you know, and then Ken, whenever I hung up, he looked at me, he said, what you going to be late for? I said, looks like I'm going to be late for my wedding. And he (laughs) killed Ken Miller, started laughing. He said, if she's still there when you get there, you better keep this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, this one. Four, four, Forty years later, we still together. Well, that's good. And uh, and uh, she asked me a little while ago. She said, "What you plan on doing this evening?" I said, "Harris is racing tonight," and she just started laughing. <laughs> You don't have an engine to put together? Uh, I got two or three murders sitting up against the wall, but I ain't got a murder to go to Harris with. It's uh, quite, I ain't going to say legal, but it'll run. Well, we uh, know we got a lot of racing going on. And uh, speaking of marriages, I got divorced last week. Uh. I, I went to the Wagon Wheel Fish Camp for Father's Day. Like I told you, my, my daughter and, my, uh, and her boyfriend took me, Hannah and Jeremy. And uh, I ordered whole catfish, like I have always ordered, almost every time. I don't always get that. And they said, well, we don't have whole catfish anymore. And I went, what? You've always had whole catfish. And that's, said, what, that's what made them famous. Well, they don't have it anymore. And I said, mm. okay, well, then I'll take catfish filet and a baked potato. Well, she comes back a few minutes later and says, we're out of baked potatoes. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. Several years ago, you did away with uh, catfish stew, which I loved here. Now you've done away with whole catfish, and you don't have any baked potatoes. And, I mean, it's not like we went at closing. It was 5 o'clock. They hadn't been open but an hour. So I told them, Jeremy and Hannah, I said, you know what? You have just witnessed my last trip to the Wagon Wheel Fish Camp. You won't be hearing about it anymore. Because, uh, I mean, how much abuse can they pour on me to uh, do away with the three, three of the four things I like to have? They still had the tea and they still had a slaw, coleslaw. But I tell you what, the folks in Packlet or wherever the flounder is, or uh, that's over off uh, New Cut Road or something, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, well, that's... That'll, it's not going to be as convenient, but that's where I'll be going from now on because uh, and just, I am divorced from the wagon wheel. Well, and guess what? Here in not too long, they're going to close I-85 down here in Circle. I heard about that. So do, redo the bridge? Redo the bridges. It's going to take them two years to do those bridges. Yeah. So you're going to have to find a little shortcut back through uh, Valley Falls and stuff. No, oh, I'll find it. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a way there. It's, uh, but anyway, that was... Uh, that was the first bad news, and then Alan texted me yesterday morning with a little more bad news when uh, we lost a real racing legend, a Hall of Famer, but he was a he was a Hall of Famer a long time before NASCAR uh, put him in the big one in Charlotte, and that's Jack Ingram. and uh, The Iron Man. The Iron Man. The and man. The Iron Man. You got a Jack Ingram story you could share with us there, uh, Greg? Well, there's really a bunch of them. Well, I just give me tell. one. But I do know that, that, that he drove uh, some of the, he usually uh, would drive the, the, the Pernatec 300 for some uh, friends of ours in, uh, that were out of Greenville in his carpet layers. And so we built, started building our motors and, and doing some stuff on it. And he, he won with a Fairmont. That was the motor that Daryl, you know, and had all the rod bearings fitted and everything. Bud Moore showed us how to put one together. He put that thing together so quick. Boom, 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 boom. One race going away. And Daddy put it, I mean, he actually put it together. But uh, 
but yeah, he uh, he won he won that that for that Fairmont, and they'd had a Mercury they'd run a couple of years before, and he got running so good, but he had a, a distributor cap that he had bought that that wasn't exactly the right one, and they come in the pits and they put the right one on it, and he said I was so fast, he said I was two or three laps down, he said I had to wait on Waldrop and and Gant to catch up to me. You know, Jack, he could get around big tracks and little tracks. He he was he was the man. Well, back then, the driver was actually a car owner. He took the car back to his shop whenever he got done racing. He had to fix whatever he tore up and stuff like that. It's not like today. Today, they go out there and find a driver that's way off out here, bring him in here, and it's how fast we can move him up to NASCAR. I mean, to the cup. NASCAR. Yeah, the Cup Series. Yeah. And uh, I, back in, you know, I mean, we used to have Sam Ard, Jack Ingram, Tommy Houston, uh, Tommy was, Ellis, Tommy the, Ellis, Larry, Pearson. Yeah, Larry Pearson, and it was all family-owned deal. Yeah, I mean, but nowadays it's just uh, how fast we can get them in, get them out. Yeah. Well, I only met him one time that I could actually say I had a conversation with him, and it was I was in college at Carolina, and they. Uh, it was the first race they ever had when they paved Columbia Speedway. And it was, a, it was a sportsman race, and it was in 1971. And uh, he was in the car that I, only car that comes to my mind when I think of him is number 11. And this was a bronze-colored 55 Chevrolet. And I tell you what, he filled that cockpit up. He was a big man. And uh, I think he might have even won that night. I actually don't remember. But Tommy, uh, Tommy Ellis, Jack Ingram was, uh, he was the Iron Man, Greg, and he was a great, great driver. And at 11.40, after we talked to our, I mean, I'm sorry, 11.20, after we talked to our Legends guest today, which is Bobby Labani, a great guest, I'm going to do a little thing on uh, Tommy, uh, what's the matter with me, with Jack, on Jack Ingram and touch on his, uh, some of his accomplishments and I don't have any personal stories to share, but I know that uh, Deb Williams, who will be on at 1040, is from Asheville. And Tommy, and uh, God, what's the matter with me? And Jack Ingram is um, from that area, from Asheville. And I'm sure she probably has a lot of to- uh, <laughs> Jack Ingram stories. If I say Tommy Ellis one more time, I'm going to. Well, not, reading not you say that, I, I brought his name up because I was looking through some old bubblegum cards, a pro set or something, and I saw like Elton Sawyer and Patty Moise on one of them, and then I saw uh, Tommy, Terrible Tommy Ellis on one, and and the same same group you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, I need to write his name down here and quit saying <laughs> quit saying the wrong name. Hey, look at what all I say. But anyway, um, and then with the cup. Getting kind of old hat now, but uh, it looks like whoever wants to pick uh, Kyle Larson is going to have a winner because Deb picked him last week and she's she picked right. So she I mean, he's first pick. He's about as red hot as you can get right now. I, you know, things go in cycles as we've talked on this show. I don't know how many times we've had uh, we've had periods when it seems like Gibbs couldn't lose, whether it was Kyle uh, Kyle Bush or. Um, Hamlin or, or one of the other drivers, uh, you know, they, they would win every week. And then we've had times when it was 
Uh, Harvick went in a lot, and Truex went in a lot. So, uh, but right now it's Kyle Larson and uh, he, uh, the Hendrick cars. Uh, you know, are just uh, running first and second about every week. What about the? What well, you don't you don't think it's got something to do with Chad Knauss getting in there and being overall full cars? Do you? I don't you know. know but Chad Knauss has been known to get on that gray line right there <laughs> of uh, being. We need to research which uh, crew chief's been fined the most. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> you, you saw about the the they. Uh, I can't think of right off the top of my head what they got Chase Elliott for last week, but they knocked him all the way back to last that place. Was awful. That was wrong. I think that was all five uh, lug nuts was loose. That's right, rear. lug nuts. But I mean, he was already complaining about a vibration, vibration, yeah. and they said ride it out. So I mean, what's the deal there? Now you need to come up with the rule of uh, if you come out on pit road and you know you had a vibration with five laps left to go. I mean that's uh five lug nuts though. I mean that got well, to be kind I mean, of dangerous. Well, I mean all five. I mean don't get me wrong. Once two or three gets loose, it just starts working on the other ones too. Okay. Oh, it's a balance thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean it just that's just the way it works. And I, I think I remember what they done when uh, Barry Dodson them had Rusty Wallace and they won their first championship. Uh, they had a good pit crew, but uh, one of the things they done toward the end to make sure he won, they said only try to hit four. In other words, you got four tight. This is like an '89 or something. But uh, well, you know, they had a while there where they said, uh, I mean, they went from one extreme to the other. Was it like two years ago? It was like it, it's okay to have loose lug nuts. And then it was like they turned around almost the very next week and said, you have one loose, and that's a penalty. Well, next year, they're going to have a big change. Yeah, real are only going to have one. <laughs> you have one. You, you, know, you got to hit one somewhere along the line. You have one yeah. loose next year that's going to be like that. Uh, who was it at the Indianapolis 500? He only had one, and it came off, and it was about the only crash at race. Yep. So, uh, but anyway... That we, was a good Andy, though. But we, uh, I tell you what, let's uh, let's go ahead and take our first break and let uh, Alan tell us what went on last week and what's going on today. And I don't think we're going to have a weather problem. It looks a little ominous out there right now, but I believe it's going to be uh, good weather for racing. So let's take our first break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today, conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal 
wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256 256- 0727 or visit upstatepropertysolutions.com. Consultations are free. Speaking of trouble on the way, I guess that's just your uh, lead-in music every week now, Alan. That's a, and that's a good song. Well, you got a good one. They've had a little trouble here lately at some of the racetracks. A little feelings of getting hurt and a little fists getting through. And, well, let's hear about but, it. I mean, that's uh, that's part of racing. But I hope uh, they do it on the main straightaway <laughs> in front of the grandstand. They did. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, they, let's hear but, about it. But uh, uh, we're going to start. We're going to back up. We're going to go to Harris last week and... Uh, Harris had a good program up there at Harris Speedway. We're going to start off with the Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Chris Jackson. Second went to Brandon Sagerfield. Third went to Spencer Childers. And the Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Justin Watts. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Ricky Jones. In the Pure Stock Division. First place, Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second, Josh Ayers. Third, TJ Penfield. In the Renegade Division, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second went to Phoenix Lauder. Third went to Brady Hunt. In the SCDRA, that is Subcompact Dirt Racing Association. They're going to have a big race up there this coming weekend. Started out last night, but this was uh, last week. Just kind of a little warm-up division for these boys. First place. Last week went to Newman Presnell. Second went to Shannon Barnhill. Third went to Johnson Surratt. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Preston Kelly. Second went to Caden Presnell. Third went to J.J. Coggins. Cherokee Speedway last week. First place in the Super Sportsman Division. First place was Luke Edison. Second was Josh Hoots. Third, Garrett Kilman. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Grant Parr. Second went to Mark Towell. And third went to Ricky Bogan. You say Parr won that one? Yes, he did. Well, good for him. And uh, Street Stock Division, first place, Andrew Blackwood. Second, Steve Green. Third, Jason Hamilton. In the Pro 4 Division, first place, 
Barrett Bishop. Second, Sparks Paris. Third, Chris Holmes. Extreme Four Division, Chris Meadows. Second, Clayton Sieg. Third, Michael Sieg. So, I guess uh, Clayton got to brag all rights this week since he outrun his brother there. <laughs> In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Ronnie Pinson. Second went to Bryson Freeze. Third went to Lane Yao. In the Late Mall Division, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second went to Brian Mullis. Third went to Owen Osteen. In the Carolina Sprint Cars, first place went to Daniel Oliver. Second went to Jeff Oliver. And third went to Jason McLean. Brothers again. Brothers again. Okay, now we're going to move over here to Travers Rest Speedway. And this starts out last night. We've got a lot of racing going on at our local racetracks. Uh, had a two-day show going on at Harris. They started out last night. So I'm going to give you another results from Harris Speedway from last night after I give you this uh Traverse Rest Speedway results. Starting off with Traverse Rest and Thunder Bomber Division. First place, Timmy Smith. Second place, Dwight Smith. And third place, Will Williams. Brothers. Well, I don't know. I don't think Dwight and Timmy Smith's a pretty common name. That's true. You know, <laughs> I don't, I'll check on this. I don't think these two are brothers. All right. Like yet. But in the Renegade Division, first place, Donnie Atkins. Second place, Wally Fowler. Uh-oh. Well, that's just, and guess what? That's all the results I've got for there. Because there's only two cars finished. <laughs> Holy cow, it was a big crash? No, there's three cars started. Oh. <laughs> One fell out. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's not. They're going to they gonna have to, they gonna have to do a little changes to this Renegade division if they, they expect to keep it. Running is that the one you're sort of toying with going to? That's the one I'm kind of toying going to. But uh, well, if there's only three cars in it, that's, that's, that's not it. much competition. That's, that's, and, and I'm going to give you results from Harris last night in just a little bit. And there's only two cars up there. That's a, that's not good. So that's not good for that's, this renegade division. And don't get me wrong, you got. But just like I told one fellow, I said it only takes two cars to make a good race. Well, and but you still like to you see need them. some traffic. Yeah, you need a little traffic, but in the crate murder division, I mean crate sportsman division, first place again, Timmy Smith had a good night for Timmy. Second went to Travis Blackwell. Third went to Greg Carroll. In extreme four division, first place went to Randy Hill. Second went to Joel Cabe. Third went to Cody Page. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Stetson Todd. Second went to Charlie Menders, and third went to Chris Coggins. Pure Stock Division. First place went to Kevin Nations. Second went to Dwayne Worley. Third went to Jason McGrew. In the 602 Crate Late Models, first place went to Michael Smith. Second went to Chris Norwood. Third went to Buddy Jr. Uh, Harris last night. Uh, everybody knows that Harris usually races on Saturday night, but they have this big, uh, what is it I said? SCDRA Subcompact Front Wheel Drive. Okay. Dirt Racing Association. Going to pay them boys $5,000 to win tonight. Wow. At Speedway. I bet they'll have more than two cars. Oh, they got a plenty of cars up there. If you ever watch these front-wheel drive subcompacts go, these boys spend $10,000, $12,000 on a four-cylinder motor. Wow. And they flat get around the racetrack. I, I know they do. And, and we had bumped into, I don't know if it was me or Perry or me and Larry, we had bumped into a guy that won one of the lower divisions deal the championship with with the 
you know, with that with that division and everything. But uh, uh, you you can put some money in him things. Well, you know, at one time, like we was talking about the Bush series uh, with Jack Ingram and everything, everybody's running six cylinders. Mm-hmm. The Buick V6s and stuff I like that. that. The yep. Buick V6. And when we went to Daytona, the V6s out-qualified the V8s. Because the, you didn't need all that horsepower with the restrictor plates and stuff. Well, I was going to ask if maybe they had a, a weight advantage or something. Well, a little weight advantage, too. I mean, that's uh, what we're going to get into a little bit later. Whenever my brother texts me, he said the Acras are flying up there. Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. They got a V6 that's turbocharged, and they are a little bit lighter than what our brother, my brother and them are, mm-hmm. because they got the nat- nat- naturally aspirated V8s. Cadillac. Cadillacs. But uh, Harris last night, they did have some main events up there, and they will repeat all these series over again tonight. <laughs> but uh, in the Renegade Division, first place went to Josh Burgess, second went to Josh Hoos. And like I said, there's two cars in that division. So uh, somehow or another, these two racetracks have got to get together yeah. and uh, either let me have them one, which they Harris usually don't run on Friday night. Travers Rest does, and then vice versa, Harris goes back to Saturday night. But in the Crate Sports Division, first place went to Blake Pryor. Second went to Brian Harrelson. Third went to Chris Jackson. The 602 late models, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr., Second went to John Price. Third went to Dustin Taylor. Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Travis Jamison. Second went to Chris Jones. Third went to Josh Mathis. Pure Stock Division. First place went to T.J. Penfield. Second went to Nathan Pierce. Third went to Michael Pierce. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, I'm sorry. Uh, in the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Justin Barmer. First, second went to Lloyd Dean Burgess, and third went to Michael Owensby. Moving up to Carolina Speedway, that's up in Gastonia. First place in Thunder Bomber Division, Justin Fife. Second went to Tyler Bean. Third went to Brandon White. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Colt Gilliam. Second went to Cade Langley. Third went to Brandon White. In the Pro 4 Division, first place went to Sparks Paris. Second went to Pat- Patrick Ains. And third went to Jerry Oliver Jr. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Jacob Hayes. Second went to Kaylee Wallace. Third went to Skylar Howard. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Deuce Miller. Third went to Dylan Montgomery. In the Lightning Late Models, first place, Timbo Magnum. Second, Jason Womack. Third, Justin Norman. In the Hornets Division, Wayne Heatherly II. Was win- winner of this division. Second went to Zach Gammon, and third went to Brandon Sprangler. And like I was telling you before, we're going to go back to uh, Harris Speedway. Harris Speedway has got this big uh, race up there. They call it the SCDRA, a subcompact dirt racing association. They're going to pay these boys $5,000 to win tonight. A lot of money. A whole lot of money in this division. Also on hand again tonight up there, you got the 602 Late Models, the Renegade Division, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bombers, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. Uh, 
So since you can't get a two-day pass, I'm not going. I'm going to pass on that. But uh, pits are going to be thirty dollars. Stands is going to be fifteen. Gates open at Harris Speedway this afternoon at four o'clock. Drivers meeting is going to be at seven o'clock. Kids twelve and under get in free. Also tonight, we got Cherokee Speedway. Okay, Cherokee Speedway. They're trying to start these races just a little bit earlier at Cherokee Speedway so they can get done just a little bit earlier. They tried this last week. They're having drivers meeting at about 6.45, trying to get the cars lined up, trying to get them done. People have been complaining about running over, you know, one thirty, two o'clock. That's kind of late. That's kind of late, but sometimes you have to stay over whenever somebody wants to protest you. And you yeah. have to stay and pull that motor apart, but on hand tonight at Cherokee Speedway, they got $8,000 to win in the 604 late models. They got 1200 to win in the Super Sportsman Division. $800 to win in the Street Stock Division. $500 to win in the Thunder Bombers. $400 to win in the Extreme Four. 600 to win in the Stock Four Division. And the Young Guns V8, they got $300 on that program. And $500 to win in the Pure Stock Division. Like I said, the gate's going to open up at 4.30 at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, they said they, they was going to try to keep a little bit more water on this racetrack since they're trying to start these races a little bit earlier. As you've seen as far as Bristol, it's hard to run the race mm-hmm. whenever it sun's out. Yeah. But from what I've seen whenever I come in this morning, it stayed a little cloudy. Yeah. stayed a little drizzly. As long as it does that, they should have no problem with keeping this racetrack moist and wet and fast. Okay. Is that it? That's pretty much all our well, yeah, Now, you teased your whole segment talking about hard feelings and fisticuffs and all sorts of uh, stuff. Where, where they, does that come in? They had that a little bit last uh, week at Cherokee Speedway. Well, give me uh, some details. Uh, just uh, hard feelings on first lap. I'm wanting this spot, and you want not wanting to give it to me. And, uh, you know, they kind of beat and banged a little bit and drove to the front front straight away and they started a classic fight and the fans loved it. Oh yeah. That's well, well, who, who, who I'm not gonna mention no names. We're not gonna mention no names on this radio station and now uh, what would uh if you uh, wanted to see it uh, you what, need what, to be there. What was <laughs> what would Ali and Liston be if we didn't know the names? Oh well I uh, they getting paid for it. These boys here were pri- trying to get paid to race and they somehow another fight broke out. Well I mean <laughs> They were beating and banging on the track, obviously. Well, and then they parked and got out and started mixing it up. Yes. That's, that's usually what happens. That's kind of still the way it's always been. And, and thing, it still is to some degree. The only thing about it is uh, both cars got tore up. So, uh, And now you got somebody got, uh, what is it? Uh, Bobby Allison said, "My somebody's hitting their head with my fist. Hitting their nose. Yeah, somebody. But uh, that's just part of racing. I mean, you know, if you don't have that. Uh, well, am I going to have to start going just to get the names of the participants? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to mention them. That's about like uh, I'm not going to mention whenever uh, you get thrown out of the tech shed for uh, being wrong. I mean, sometimes... Uh, not unless you just constantly being wrong and stuff like that. But uh, well, maybe it's in the Gaffney Ledger. Well, that's uh, about like we was talking about Chad Knauss a little while ago. I mean, you know, you can sit there. I can read the rules. You can read the rules. I might read them the way I want them to read. Yeah. You'll read them the way you want them to read. And uh, 
But, but I'm, I'm looking them for my advantage, just like you looking them for your advantage. And I mean, that's part of it. But the guy that wrote the rules and is uh, enforcing the rules, that's the way he reads it, the counts. Yes, that's exactly right. It says in that, it says in the rule book, Tech Man has final say so. Okay. I don't know, even though I. I can still say a few words as I'm walking away, but (laughs) (laughs) I heard heard that. Yeah, you've heard that before, Greg. Oh, yeah. I can say a few words as I'm walking away, but I'm still not going to get paid. Let's mention here. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Let's mention here that um, um, appreciate everything Lanny McKinney does for us. He's... uh, Maintains the Budmore website, Budmore Engineering website, and does our podcast and our um, Facebook page and does a really good job. Lanny, we appreciate everything you do out there. And uh, I sort of glossed over our guests kind of fast there, but when um, after the top of the hour, we got Bobby Labani, who uh, is, uh, I tell you what, we almost need a longer show to put down when I started writing down all of his... Uh, uh, accolades, uh, 2020 Hall of Fame member. He won Pocono three times. He, um, I, I looked up Rookie of the Year, but he lost to Jeff Gordon, so I can't use that one. But uh, he's also racing tonight. Where are they? At? Are they at Eldora tonight? Yeah. Is that where they are? Eldora on the SRX series that's on CBS, and uh, he's in that. So, uh, um. Is a very busy person, plus a, the 2000 Winston Cup champion. So uh, we'll have Bobby Labonte on at 11 o'clock. And you that, see, I think that's going to be interesting. And the thing is, Bobby, you know, he, he come from a racing family, him and Terry and his daddy and all of them were for Texas. And we didn't know who in the heck they were. You know, with Labonte, we figured that must be French or something. Maybe they're bringing in Formula One driver or something. We, we didn't know, but we know by the time the race was over because they run fourth and run on the lead lap and everything. And Bobby just fell into his footsteps and had a lot of success in that uh, interstate battery car and everything. But I think he can show a lot of light on, on this new series they got out because it seems to be going on over real good. Well, I watched it last week, and it was good on the dirt. I can tell you that they could uh, they could leave Paul Tracy home, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings because he, he didn't do anything except hit a bunch of stuff tear up a car he didn't even finish i wish there'd have been about 10 or 12 more laps and a caution flag come out because Haley deegan was she was uh, coming she was coming she done found her a spot there's one thing about this dirt racing if you can find that little bit of moisture on that racetrack and get in it you can feel the difference and i ain't never drove a race car before but everybody says that you can feel the difference in the seat of that that car, whenever it gets in down there and gets in. But now she was on the bottom of that racetrack digging it. And giving Tony Stewart all he could handle, it looked like. Yep. And, cool. uh, of course, Tony won it. And uh, they'll be at, I'm pretty sure it's Eldora yeah. there at tonight, which is his track. So, uh, but I tell you what, let's uh, let's take our second break here and come back and talk to Deb Williams. And I'm, she's from Asheville. And Jack Ingram was from Asheville. And I'm sure she's going to have some stories being a, a journalist of... Uh, many many years and we will uh, talk to deb right after we come back you're listening to start your engines on fox sports 1498.3 fm 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's Upstate statelogistics.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy, but also juicy and tender. Okay, it's crispy, juicy, tender. All one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun, which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so... You'll just have to try it to understand it. Order ahead on the McDonald's app at participating McDonald's. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. And good morning, Deb. How are you today? Good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Doing really good. And um, it's my anniversary. Been married 28 years. Well, happy anniversary. This, That's quite an achievement. Yeah, this time. I only made it seven the first time. but uh, And Alan, who's <laughs> sitting here, is uh, it's his 40th. So, uh, well, congratulations to Alan, too. Yeah, we're, uh, he's... Well, late, he was late but, for his funeral. Uh, funeral. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. He was late for his wedding because he was putting a motor together with uh, Ken Miller. So, uh, anyway, we had that story in the first few minutes, and well, you got you got a ways to go to catch my parents. 
They were married 70 years. Holy cow, that's a long time. Yeah, I do. I've got a, I got a long way to go, but uh, my wife will make it. I don't know if I will. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, have, I think I'd be about 100 years old or more. But uh, <laughs> the good news is Deb was our winner last week. She picked Larson, which... Uh, um, kept his streak alive and she was the beneficiary of it this week but the bad news is we lost a real legend uh, yesterday and um, talking about Jack Ingram of course and we've talked about him before and I'm going to do a little piece on him at 11:20 but uh Deb you're from Asheville and he's from Asheville and you two I'm guessing probably knew each other a long time well actually it's really interesting of course i grew up in canton just 18 miles west of Asheville, but i grew up watching jack race at Asheville speedway which was at times new Asheville speedway and of course then when i started my career covering races i started at that track so i was actually watching jack and covering jack before i got to know jack and it's a situation where the perception you have of someone is maybe not necessarily that person's personality. And, of course, I always saw Jack as a very tough competitor, a gruff person, you know, someone that was going to snap your head off if you approached him at the wrong time. And, of course, his team garage was right there on the Speedway property. So they would work up till the last minute and then just drive the car up to the racetrack and in through the back gate. Well, when Jack lost his son in an automobile accident, his son was towing his car back from a race and and had a wreck and was killed. I didn't know that. That was the first time I actually interviewed Jack, and we got to to be friends after that, and I found out that Jack's away-from-the-track personality was entirely different from the person that I had grown up watching at the racetrack, and... It was always nice to see him at the functions after he was inducted into the National Motorsports Press Association Hall of Fame and the NASCAR Hall of Fame and and those various halls of fame that he was in because it seemed like when we saw each other, he was always happy to see someone from home. You know, it was like, okay, I know her. She's from back home. And we would discuss how everything was going back home and everything. So... It was a interesting relationship that developed later after I actually started covering him, which preceded by me watching him as I was growing up. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know him at all. I, I mentioned earlier, I only time I ever talked to him was the first race they had after they paved Columbia Speedway, and I was just a college kid running around with a camera, but uh, I tell you what, he filled up the cockpit of that 55 Chevrolet he was in that night, and he was a he was a big, strong man, and uh, we had him on the show two years ago, and actually, um, it was a difficult interview because I can't remember if he'd been, in, did, was he injured or something a few years ago? And uh, Yes, he was. He had a, a really severe car accident, yeah. actually, on, the, on a two-lane road near the speedway, and it was doubtful if he was even going to survive it. So the fact that he survived that automobile accident told you right there just how tough a man he was at the time. 
And, uh, of course, his health was not always that good after that crash. Right. But I think that was the, the automobile accident that really started the downhill slide for his health. Yeah, and that's, we interviewed him after he, I guess, recovered about as much as he was going to recover from that. And it was a, I would, looking back on it, say it's probably the most difficult interview I've done since we started this show because it just, he had trouble talking and, um, you know, that's just the way it was, but I'm I'm proud that we had him on the show and can uh, list him as a, a friend of the show. Greg, did you want to say something? Yeah, oh, what I was going to say, Jack, I mean, he he was an Iron Man, got to be kind of a mean son of a gun, you know, or, or he, but he wasn't mean, he just, he just spoke direct, and uh, I always got along with him great, and I think everybody else did. Jack Ann was just yeah. one of them old school guys, and, and it either run or it didn't run, and and that's uh, like the good old days. Well, I think the Iron Man probably came a lot from uh, not only his toughness behind the wheel, but uh, you know his longevity. He was around a long time, and he won a lot of hardware. Oh yeah, well you know his um, toughness. Where the Iron Man came from was actually back in the late model sportsman days, which was the forerunner of. The Bush Series, i.e. Nationwide, i.e. Xfinity Series. Right. And, of course, he was running three and four races a week. And, you know, it hurt Jack, and it's hurt a lot of those people that won those late model sportsman championships that they're not recognized for those victories and those championships the way they should be because when they transferred it to keep that series alive you know if you go back and you look at the first year that series was made into a national touring series because it had become so expensive and bill france jr was trying to keep it alive it's called the budweiser late model sportsman series and then it transitioned to the bush series but you know it's heartbreaking when they talk about uh, Kyle Bush went in his 100th Bush Series race. Well, yeah, but Jack Ingram won over 300 yeah. races, which were actually, if you combine them, but of course NASCAR's excuse is, well, the records aren't that good. There's records that are lost. You can't find them and all. And, and you know, it hurts those drivers that, and, and I don't mean, I mean, it hurts their feelings, to put it bluntly, yeah. that those championships they won back in that era are, are just about forgotten. They're not recognized. Well, so you know that's one thing you got to remember about Jack is yeah he won two Bush Series championships, but he won several late model sportsman championships before it became the Bush Series. And if you would combine them like they should be done, just like. Grand National, well, Strictly Stock and Grand National and Winston Cup and all that was combined, uh, you would see an entirely different statistical record for Jack. Yeah. And Deb, it's like I was telling a little bit earlier, Kyle Busch just gets out of the 54 car and walks away. Jack has to load everything up, take it back to the shop, unload it, and get it ready for the next race. And oh, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, he didn't have yeah. all the, he didn't have all the employees that these guys got, didn't have all the the engineering and stuff, and I mean, you got to hand it to them drivers back in. I mean, they owned their cars, and they done. They had to look out for themselves. That was their income. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you know, I thought the interview that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had on his Lost Speedways when he had that segment on Asheville Speedway 
Jack was there, but and his crew chief was there as well. And it was interesting to hear them talk about the days and the big rivalry between Bob Presley and uh, the Presley family there at Asheville. And, and, you know, it was very evident when you were at that track who was Jack Ingram fans and who was Bob Presley fans and Ned Setzer and, of course, Morgan Shepard was racing there then and Harry Gant. You know, I knew Harry Gant from racing at Asheville, the third-mile track at Asheville, before he ever got the cup ride when he came on with Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham. Yeah. And so, you know, Jack was the number 11, and uh, I know as a child I always couldn't understand why his car wasn't more brightly painted. It was that, I don't know, I always described it as a rust color. Yeah, I, I, but, I, I was um, calling it bronze earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, that sounds better than rust. <laughs> I think, Deb, I, I seem to think that, you know, he drawed sponsorship, but it, it's like the old guys as time went on, you know, the gruffness, you know, they started having to have people better talkers, and uh, I guess Ned started it when he went and took that Dale Carnegie course. But but Jack, he, we he know for, for a living, and... and he wasn't worried about really what the car looked like that much unless he did have a decent sponsor at the time. But I think if he had had a little bit more money behind him, even back in the old days, but he just done it. Well, you know, there was he one time incredible. there he was sponsored by Skull. That's right. Uh, if you look at some of those uh, later Bush Series races, late 80s and all, he had sponsorship from Skull. So I think maybe a lot of people have forgotten that. Well, I'm glad he got in Greg the Hall Moore, of Fame. I forgot about it, too. I, I'm <laughs> glad he got in the Hall of Fame while he still had his health. I think he went in in, like, 2014 and was able to enjoy it and uh, and and get the praise uh, from the from the public that he very much deserves. Um, let's move on here. we got about five minutes, Deb. Uh, you were the winner last week, and we'll let you pick third because uh, Lanny has already picked Harvick, and Ronnie is not with us today. He Stuck with his usual Truex, so uh, you can go ahead and go next. Hmm. Well, he took my Harvick pick, so... And this is for two um, races, and that's uh, that just helps yeah. out on the bookkeeping. <laughs> we don't have to... Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you, well, since, um, since he took my Harvick pick, that's who I was going to pick. I'm going to go with Larson again this week. All right. Well, Alan doesn't have to erase your name. Or your number next to your name here on the whiteboard. I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with Chase Elliott. Uh, who you want there, uh, Greg? Uh, they did. Uh, Deb said she was thinking about Harvick. Uh, Harvick's gone. Pick somebody. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Harvick, Harvick yeah. got gone before I did. Harvick. <laughs> Lanny, oh, I got to pick. Lanny picked Harvick. I'll go with Logano again. Okay, that's good. What you got there, Alan? Well, I'm going to let you have Denny Hamlin. He's always run good up He's there. He's run real good up there. And I think I'll go with uh, the 18 car. All right. Well, that's not a bad pick either. Deb, last week, uh, of course, as we said, Larson won. I was very pleased to see Ross Chastain finish second because he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot this year, but he was running good last week. And uh, But... Uh, I don't know. My pick, uh, I guess he left some lug nuts loose, and they knocked Chase Elliott all the way back to last place. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, they got uh, carried away on that pit stop and left five lug nuts, so that's not. it wasn't good. No, that wasn't good. So, uh, 
Pocono will run today, I think at 2.30, and then they run again tomorrow. I got all the TV times here somewhere. The, uh, the trucks run today about noon, and the Xfinity runs on Sunday, which is really unusual for them. Um, right. So uh, we've got a lot of racing up there. I hope the, the weather stays cooperative. And uh, But um, how did you like Pocono? I mean, I, I've always enjoyed Pocono. I love that long straightaway and the way they fan out and everything. And the first turn, uh, you know, was uh, it's usually pretty challenging. They're, they're hauling the mail going in there. Yeah, I don't know if you watched yesterday's ARCA race, but it was rather it. interesting yeah, on that last restart when um, uh, um, Ty Gibbs went down to uh, to block, and it ended up basically costing him that race. But yeah. at the same time, Corey Heim said in his post-race interview that whoever got out in clean air was going to control the race. So Corey knew he had to take advantage of that situation when Ty was throwing that block. But he also said in his post-race interview that he that aggressiveness that occurred on that last restart did not surprise him because both of those drivers uh, are aggressive. And, again, he reiterated that due to needing the clean air, the three of them knew whoever got out front would control the race, and that's why it was critical for them to do that. But if I can talk about Pocono, I'm actually standing outside the media center at Pocono right now. Oh, are and you? Yes. And I knew you were outside someplace a- because I could hear the wind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is the first time I've been at Pocono since about 2005. And the changes that have been made here are just phenomenal and beautiful. They've, As you come in the infield there at the tunnel turn, there's a beautiful waterfall coming down between the tunnels and then when you come in they've got this beautiful playground for children and yesterday they were giving pony rides live ponies live pony rides to children out there they got a dog park and when i was leaving last night they had a concert going on for the fans in the infield and i was talking to joy logano's pr person as when i walked in and he said that all 3300 campsites are sold Wow, well, that's great. So I knew the campsites were sold out. We had gotten that release, but I, and I knew like two weeks ago they said they only had 70 left, but he told me a while ago that he had been told by a reliable source that they had 3,300 campsites here, and, of course, they're all sold out. Deb, we got less than a minute. I didn't know you were up there. That was going to be my one of my last questions. It was, when are you going back to the track? So uh, I'm glad you're there. And it's uh, back to the good old days of having uh, a reporter on the scene. And uh, I love it. And um, we're going to let you go because I got like 30 seconds before the top of the hour break. Deb, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on and have a good time up there. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Look forward to talking with you next week. All right. Thank you. That's Deb Williams. And, uh, She's the smartest woman I know in at, racing. At racing. At racing, I tell you what. And uh, I knew she was someplace. I, didn't, I, I was going to mention gardening again, but <laughs> she said... No, she, I, we kept hearing that wind, and I thought... I got 10 seconds, Greg, so let me... Uh, yeah, it was, she was bumping around out there. But we're going to come back and uh, have Bobby Labonte when we come, uh, come back for the second hour of Start Your Engine. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg.
you need to know. In Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals Friday night, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Atlanta Hawks by 34 points. 125-91, to tying the series at one win apiece. Off the floor, Shams Charania reports the Portland Trail Blazers will hire Chauncey Billups as their new head coach. Some fascinating breaking sports business news this morning. Sportico has just reported that Los Angeles Dodgers owners Mark Walter and Todd Bailey are purchasing a 27% stake in the Los Angeles Lakers from billionaire Philip Anschutz that's worth approximately $1.4 billion. The deal also includes the right of first refusal if the Bus family ever decides to sell the Lakers. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning advanced to the Stanley Cup final against Montreal with a Game 7 victory over the Islanders on... A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmer's Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmer's Market features fresh, local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmer's Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods is now open at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods carries a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. They have antiques, jewelry, formal gowns, lots of brand name items at really low prices. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods reminds you to shop local and support local businesses in your community. Stop by and see what these local folks can do for you. Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., 2601 East Main Street in Spartanburg. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it's my pleasure uh, to welcome onto the show 2000 Winston Cup champion, three-time Pocono winner, IROC champion, 2020 Hall of Fame inductee, Bobby Labonte. Bobby, we've only got a two-hour show, so I couldn't list everything you've done. <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, I guess that's uh, that's a good thing on my part. But uh, I really appreciate uh, being on your show today, and uh, you know, it's, uh, hopefully uh, um, we can talk talk about some racing. Well, I tell you what, you you're the man to talk to because you're still racing, and uh, we watch you on Saturday nights, and uh, that's got to be a lot of fun out there with that SRX series. It is. I mean, it's obviously you know I think it, it's uh, really fun cars to, to race and uh very <clears throat> very equal i mean you know it's just amazing to me that uh all these cars are so equal and the drivers i was talking to ray last night and we were talking a little bit about you know he was <clears throat> you know complimenting all the drivers like well you know so-and-so did really good but but when you think about it, it's like well all these guys kind of come from a background of they're really good so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you yeah. put them put them in those cars i mean from different um uh, you know, uh, you know, people that aren't used to some things, they adapt so well, and that's what good drivers do. They adapt, you know, yep. to all kinds of uh, scenarios, and and that's what's so uh, so exciting about it. You know, I, I know, and it's uh, gotten good reviews, and you know, I think all the drivers are having fun and just racing across different uh, different types of racetracks right now. So, uh, been good, and uh, you know, enjoy everybody that's doing it. Yeah, Bobby, I tell you, uh, appreciate you coming on the show, and like I say, you've done that so much, you and your brother and your daddy and everything for racing, but uh, this thing has really seemed to caught a lot of people's interest 
and it, it's like it comes on CBS and it just starts right in. And then next thing you know, you got them cars with the wing on the back up, and y'all go out there and just haul and tail around the racetrack. And uh, everything we've heard about it's all been positive, and uh, it looks like they got the cars where they don't handle it dead perfect, probably for a reason, because they want somebody like Bobby Bonnet can hang on the steering wheel. So, uh, but no, it's a it, it, it's a neat deal. But uh, can you tell us anything about? Uh, I know you had a, a woman driver. Is she going to be back this week? Hallie Deegan. Yeah, Hallie. Deegan. Yeah, no, she's not. Um, there is uh, um, uh, Scott Speeds here, and uh, Cody Swanson is here. That's kind of filling in the <clears throat> you know the twelve driver roster that ten are regulars and two. Uh, per se ringers come in uh, every every week or so. Uh, I think Haley comes back <clears throat> taken for Tony Kanan because he has to go race in Brazil a couple times, so he can't ma- he can't make all the races a different commitment. Uh, so <clears throat> so anyway, so um, yeah, to that point, you know, a couple different guys here this weekend, but you know, everybody just adapts really well, and the cars are. You know, like a dirt late model here that they ran a few weeks ago. <clears throat> you know, if you think about, you know, four tires, uh, steering wheels, similar in, in, you know, similar in, in some ways, uh, to these cars. I mean, they're, you know, could be six seconds faster, you know, five seconds faster, right? And, uh, but for us, I think, you know, the speeds that we have, the horsepower and, the, and the, you know, what, what, what it is, is it's slower, but yet that's going to, you know, hopefully allow for some really cool racing that, you know, we've always talked about it for years. Sometimes we go faster and faster and faster. Well, does that make racing any better? You know, not sure. But, you know, we're not going lightning fast, but we're still competitive and having great racing. We're talking to Bobby Labani. Bobby, uh, you um, you were the IROC champion in 2001. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, Ray Evernham, um and Tony Stewart, I think that was the seed that sort of got them started with this. Do you see any kind of similarity, or because I think in IROC y'all changed cars, or y'all switched cars uh, between races? But are, are you guys running the same car each week? Did I understand that? Yeah, we are. I mean, it was the first. That was the plan was to change cars, but then you know after the first week, uh, knowing that the tight schedule of six weeks in a row, uh, changing decals, colors. Uh, you know, right now it just seems like it's just, and everybody agreed, it's just easier just to drive the same car. Um, and then that way, you know, because we practiced it last night, we get five laps of practice in it, it's all you get, so it's not like you get 20 laps or 100 laps. Right. So we get a very <clears throat> limited amount of laps in it, and um, but it is the same car. And, and I, I think that's the, you know, again, that's probably the smartest thing, uh, the best thing for everybody. Uh, you know, I mean, heck, like I said, they're all, you know, they're all so equal that uh, it didn't, you know, there's not a advantage, disadvantage of doing it that way. But I'm sure as time goes on, you know, the next season or two or three, that might change a little bit. But right now we're just doing the same cards. Bobby, uh, let me ask you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but, uh, of course, we lost one of uh, your fellow Hall of Famers and just uh, a, a great race driver in Jack Ingram yesterday. And uh, you ran an an awful lot of Bush Series races and everything. Have you got a Jack Ingram story, or did you know him that well? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, it, it, it's very sad when I, I heard that news yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, like everybody else, I mean, 
you know, thoughts and prayers with his family. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, racing against him, I mean, taught me a lot. Um, you know, I, I uh, you know, my dad and I, we would, you know, you know, we, we always watch Jack and, and, and heck, even before I started racing, you know, I mean, I was racing late models or even before that. I mean, when you go uh, and, and watch a, a sportsman race or the early Bush Grand National days, I mean, there was he and, you know, several others that were the dominant factors. And, you know, I, I know when we started racing, I mean, it, it, it evolved a lot and it always evolves. But, you know, we started racing. It, it You know, we'd show up and he'd have a milk crate. He'd have that, you know, that truck and the open trailer. And, and he would uh, open up the side of it and have a milk crate with four springs in it. And basically, that was the four springs that ran everywhere. You know, four right. in the car and four extra ones they changed to, right? <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I love the fact that, you know, he, you know, a, a true true racer and, uh, you know, just really, you know, always enjoyed the times that we had to, to converse with him two years ago. I guess even a year ago, or even at the Hall of Fame last year, which I know we didn't go this year, so a year, year and a half ago. Uh, you know, and, and just always been, I mean, just always as, you know, nice and friendly as could be and want to help you out and, you know, help me out tremendously, you know, in, in, in racing with him the, the when we did. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just obviously, I think the four springs and a milk crate was like <laughs> way, way before the days of the Renton Springs and, you know, uh, and all that just, but he's Saturday night racer, man. I mean, just love <clears throat> the way that he and his family went about racing. Yeah, I tell you, Bobby, we, you know, we used to do that, uh, uh back when you, you and, uh, Terry first got going and, uh, sometimes we'd have a set of springs. They used to really do it a lot when they had the leaf springs, you know, uh, putting those in the right place. But, uh, you know, you got, you got four springs at work. And it works with that car. Sometimes you just want to leave that thing alone, and 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 it works. It works out pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. B- Bobby, um, uh, we're going to Pocono this week twice, as a matter of fact, today and tomorrow. And uh, by my calculations, you won there three times. What can you tell us about Pocono? I, I love the track. I mean, that's a long straightaway. The so long that I, I don't know if they're still doing this or not, but they used to shift gears on that straightaway, and uh, you're really hauling when you go into that first turn. The tunnel turns dangerous, and uh, what can you tell us about driving Pocono? Because you drove it well. Yeah, I can. I can tell you that you know, the first time I went there was uh, I don't. I think I got. I didn't get lost, but I didn't. You know, it's like <laughs> good lord, it took a minute to get around. I think the first lap time I made at what I thought was speed, and it was like. Uh, Hey, bub, you're going to have to pick up like three seconds. It's like, okay, <laughs> let me figure it out. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, but, you know, as, as time went on and, and racing went on, I mean, obviously, you know, speeds there fast and, you know, that front straightaway shifting, you know, sometimes we didn't shift. I mean, it kind of depends on the rules that you have uh, <clears throat> and the, the packages that um, NASCAR implies with their rules. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, to me, you always try to set your car up, you know, I, I would say for turn three. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't forget other corners. So it's just a tricky, you know, place to to uh, to get your car dialed in at because, um, you know, it's important on every corner. Uh, the last corner being the longest straightaway, of course, makes the most sense. But, but you know, I mean, it, that's where it, it gets pretty uh, it's pretty tricky. You know, the tunnel turn is obviously, you know, you can lose a lot of speed or gain a lot of speed and a lot of passing done getting in there. And that's where, you know, you don't have 
you know, uh, you don't really outbreak somebody. You just got to out motor them off the corner down the straightaway, and then you got to have a good arrow downforce package to get off turn one because it's you know fairly slow. Um, you know, on on exit, and then you know tunnel turns fast, and you know turn three is so flat, you just you get in there and slide. But you know, you can make moves and make passes. So for a big big track like that, I mean, passing you know can happen. You know, it does happen, but you know, you just got to find the right place to do it. And uh, you know, you think as wide as it is, you know, you can do a lot, and you see the front straightaway. I saw the Arca race yesterday. They went down to the ape down to the inside wall. You right. know? So. There's a, it's a lot of, lot of real estate that a guys like, you know, that guys have to negotiate, navigate and block and, you know, try to uh, make those passes before you get to the corner. And, you know, I mean, it's a lot of breaks, a lot of everything. I mean, it's just a, a unique racetrack we go to. And, and the cool thing is obviously racing two days in a row. I mean, it's a little shorter race, of course, but, um, you know, it's pretty taxing on everything. So, you know, it's, uh, I think what they're doing with the two races, I, I listened yesterday. You think about it, we used to go within three weeks or four weeks, you know, back to back. So two races there, I think, was a smart thing even before the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to keeping up with that over the next couple of days and, uh, you know, excited to see what will take place. That was a long race when you won it, when they ran the whole 500 miles. I mean, that was a that was a day's work. Yeah, you did the trucks and and Bobby Tay, the cars we're always going away from it. You know, we always stood on the haulers to clock them and stuff back in those days. And you would think the track had to be about four miles long, not two and a half, because the cars are just little tiny things. And they always seem like they're going away from you. But uh, I always like Pocono a lot. We didn't have a lot of success. Well, we didn't have a lot of success going down in turn one on several occasions. But uh, <laughs> it, it, you'll have that at Pocono. But I like the place. Uh but uh yeah it's it's a fun place i mean obviously you can uh you know it, it it's fun if you run good but it's like one of those places it's if you don't have the right handle on it it's like ugh. i mean it's like how are you going to find it you know it's hard to hard to get it get it dialed in sometimes if you're not dialed in to start with we're talking to bobby labani and bobby we'll let you go here in just a second but um I know Alan Hill, his brother's Mike Hill uh was with junior Johnson for years alan's our our local expert and uh track and car builder and of course he's really into the the uh late models and everything are you involved with the longhorn chassis at all because he alan speaks so highly of them and uh i know we had terry on a couple of weeks ago and he talked about them a little bit yeah we're we're all you know all in it with uh our uh my nephew terry's son justin uh myself and terry or you know basically let justin do everything you know so we're, yeah. we're we're kind of like the owner, but yeah, we let them do it. <clears throat> let him do it, and uh, yeah, they do a great job. And I think they've they've uh, we surpassed six hundred cars uh, in our <clears throat> lifetime as far as building chassis there. And that's uh, a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars over you know ten or eleven years. I think it is, and you know more more in the last five years in the first five years probably. I mean, <laughs> you know, because we didn't do very we didn't sell a lot early, but uh, but yeah, so we're we're still involved with that. Uh, we had a big weekend up here in Eldora a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, it, not just winning, but the three out of the top five. And, you know, Tim McCready, our house car, Davenport, Larson runs one uh, with Kevin Rumley. And, you know, we got a lot of them out there. So, uh, yeah, excited. You know, late model racing, dirt racing has been good for us and our family. And, 
uh, work hard at it and, you know, hopefully, you know, have, uh, hopefully have good success. And, you know, we've got good customers and, you know, want to, want to keep them for a long time. So it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. And, you know, I, you know, we enjoy, you know, being a part of, you know, Saturday night racing. It is the years have gone and out of the cup series and paying more attention to Saturday night racing. You don't have to go far to, find a local track or uh uh local tracks you know around the wherever um <clears throat> that have some type of racing you know it don't have to be late models but it can be any type of racing and you know you just uh think about that and you know i think of giving back to the short tracks uh, across america is really 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 cool alan you uh does uh your daddy work there still bob no sir he didn't he's uh definitely retired at this point okay. in time but and doesn't get up there like he used to over the past couple of years, I guess, really just kind of slowed down and, uh, you know, but used to go terrorize everybody there for, for the longest. <laughs> well, uh, I, he was the mechanic. I, I tell you, daddy done a lot of cool things. I mean, it just, uh, uh, I guess we all just get older. Bobby, it's great having you on. And, um, uh, we love watching you on, um, on FS1 and on Fox and, I see you're losing one of your members with uh, Jeff Gordon going to go be an executive with uh, um, Hendrick now. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, obviously exciting for him. I think that's a great, uh, you know, Jeff always has been at the, uh, you know, right place at the right time and has done great things for himself and his family. And, you know, the, everything he does, he touches, he, he makes a positive impact. So I'm excited for him. Uh, I meant to text him yesterday. I'll probably text him today and just, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, kudos to him, uh, for having, having that and uh, that opportunity. And, uh, of course I was going to say, Hey, don't screw it up. <laughs> it's going good. Uh, <laughs> well, Bobby, but, uh, I know he won't. <laughs> Bobby, it's great having you on the show. We really appreciate you coming on every year and, uh, you're just, you're so knowledgeable. You've got your, so many irons in the fire and, uh, Good luck to you tonight, and we'll be watching. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting. It's a good, you know, and, and, and you know, be honest with you, the, the, what we all want to do is, you know, it's, it's, it's racing on a Saturday night, and, you know, we'll keep track of what races on tomorrow, you know, and, on, on, and just racing in general. And hope more eyeballs tonight equals more eyeballs hopefully tomorrow, more eyeballs for you know, next weekend and weekend and weekend and weekend. Hopefully we just get more eyeballs and all kinds of racing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Greg. Great job getting Bobby again. And, oh, uh, man, he, he, he's great to get. He's always picked up the phone. Well, we grew, <laughs> up, we grew up around in the garage there together. I was, I was uh, like a year younger than, than Terry, and I, th- I think Bobby was like three years younger than me or something. We're all about the same age, but the only thing we know is Buddy Baker called it. Said we were all racetrack brats, and <laughs> yeah, Buddy it. Baker said that. And it, it's about well, he the was truth. too. So, Bobby, right. thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it, and best of luck to you tonight and on the air and everything that you do. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Talk. Take care. Okay. Thank you very much. Great guest, Greg Bobby Labonte. You know, I mean, really, look at this list of accomplishments. I left out a Brickyard Four Hundred winner, Southern Five Hundred winner. I wish he'd have thrown that block that year, and uh, he'd be a Daytona 500 winner yeah. at, a, at a car that really wasn't supposed to be up there. But uh, great interview, great guest. Thank you, Greg. Well, as long as I can get him on the phone, 
<laughs> we'll talk to them. Well, that's half the battle. The other half is is getting them to pick up the phone, as in uh, the Bodine brothers. But I tell you what, let's take a break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Jack Ingram, and uh, anybody that wants to reflect on him can jump right in. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox 1498.3 FM in Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Money, yeah. Uh, and a man that uh, I want to talk a little bit about right here. Uh, I've just got statistics, but... He was a Hall of Famer, and we lost him yesterday, and that's Jack Ingram. I just wanted to touch on a few of his uh, um, exploits as far as uh, his record, and his record is, is fantastic. As far as the Cup Series, though, he didn't 
he wasn't that wild about going up there. He only ran 19 races in uh, seven years. and um, But he finished second to uh, Richard Petty at Hickory. So he almost won a cup race. And that would uh, that was back in 67 when, you know, I think Petty was winning every week. That's about the time he became the king. But Jack Ingram um, was the, let me get to my sheet here. Last Deb said, before he before the Bush Grand National Series began in 1982, uh, uh, he was the um, sportsman champion. And they did have a sportsman's championship. Uh, and that was, I, I'm not sure how they determined that because they ran at different tracks at the same time. And I guess it was just your overall uh, um Record, but he was a sportsman champion. I saw him when I talked about it. They used to run every Thursday night in Columbia uh, for years, even back when Bud Moore was running the modifieds and everything in the forties and early fifties. But they always ran Thursday night, and um, and they ran Greenville, I think, on Saturday night or something. But he was the sportsman champion in seventy two, seventy three, and seventy four. So actually, they uh, count him as having five championships, and it's like Deb said, with a they used the excuse of poor record keeping, but if they had better record keeping, uh, I guess you could say he was a five-time uh, sportsman champion. Yes, yeah, kind of like Bobby LeBay said there. You know, these drivers, these older drivers, they get their four springs out of the side of that door. They'd sit them out there. And if you was a younger driver, you could go up there and talk to them and ask them. And they'd give you, they'd give you anything to take, you know, help you along. Till you outrun them. <laughs> Once you outrun them, you didn't come back. <laughs> and that's uh, nowadays. If you was to go up to a race car driver now and ask them what springs they got in the right front, they couldn't even tell you. Uh, I have no idea. They either couldn't or wouldn't. Oh, well, they, they, they. I mean, that's the. Uh... But he won the. Uh, he did win the championship the first year they had the Bush Series, and. Um, he won all of his championships after he was 45 years old, which is, you know, pretty remarkable. Uh, I know that he raced in the, uh, we'll call it the Xfinity Series, but in um, 2000, I'm sorry, 1982, he won that championship over who? Who do you reckon was second? I have no idea. Well, Sam Hard. Sam Hard. Sam Hard, he beat him by 47 points. Pretty close. And, uh, and <laughs> Tommy Ellis was third. Tommy Houston was fourth, and Phil Parsons was fifth. Then in 83, Sam Ard won the championship by 87 points over Jack Ingram. Sam Ard driving the double zero for Thomas Brothers Country Ham. That's, that's right. And uh, A very famous car. Very famous race car. And then in uh, 85, he uh, won the points championship again in uh, Bush Grand National, as it was called at the time, by 29 points over Jimmy Hensley. This was in 1985, and Larry Pearson was third. Were you with Pearson then? No. Okay. And uh, Tommy Houston was fourth, and Dale Jarrett was fifth. But uh, he was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2014, which, as I was saying, I don't know what year he had that accident that we were talking about, the auto accident. But he was able to, uh, uh, of course, until he passed away yesterday, he was able to enjoy the the fame and honor of uh, being a Hall of Fame member and, and wear his blue jacket and represent the sport. He was called the Iron Man and um, just uh, 
just a legend if there ever was one. And I know I've already said it a couple of times, but man, he filled up that cockpit. He uh, of a '55 Chevrolet. That I saw him in Columbia that night, and uh, tell you what, he uh, and I, I, I used to go to a lot of races, and I saw him race uh, at Darlington and some of the other. They'd always have the Bush race on Saturday before in Charlotte and Rockingham, and uh, he was always up there. So. Jack Ingram, uh, send our wishes, uh, best wishes along to his family, and know that uh, he uh, he was a good man, and and will be missed by a lot of people. And let's touch on a couple of things here before we go to our next break. Excuse me. They did have an ARCA race yesterday. Did you say you watched it? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, Corey Heim won it, and uh, Billy Venturini's car, Ty Gibbs, was second. Drew Dollar was third, Nick Sanchez fourth, and Thad Moffat fifth. Um, they've only had two winners in that series this year, and it's either been Ty Gibbs or uh, Corey Heim, and they're just sort of alternating winning the races. Yep, kind of like Deb said, once you got out front, you pretty much controlled the race. I don't know something about the, the air going back, not going into the carburetor intake. You know, they only got like a... I'd say it's probably about a 4-inch by 12-inch square at the base of your windshield that takes that air in. And there's something about if you get behind the car, it just kind of like takes some of the horsepower away from your car plus to the disturbed air. Yeah. Well, um, right now, uh, the point standings, they're only four points apart. Corey Heim is leading the standings with uh, three wins. Ty Gibbs the second with five wins. And like I said, he's four points behind. Thad Moffitt is only 52 points back uh, in third place. Fourth is Nick Sanchez. And fifth is Drew Dollar. And um, I don't know where they're running next. I'll see if I can find that out. But uh, that's the ARCA series. Now let's go over to Cup, where they ran last week, of course, in Nashville, which uh, was an interesting race, except for the fact that Kyle Larson is stinking up the shows each week. He led for 264 of... Um, 300 laps, so that's just about all of them. And Ross Chastain was second, driving for Chip Ganassi. Third was William Byron. Fourth, Eric Almarola. Fifth, Kevin Harvick. Sixth, a good run for Ricky Stenhouse. He had that number 47 up there the whole race. Um, seventh was Daniel Suarez. Eighth, Kurt Busch. Ninth, Christopher Bell. And tenth was Joey Logano. Like I said uh, earlier, they uh, penalized very harshly Chase Elliott and uh, bumped him all the way back to 39th place because of uh, loose lug nuts, five of them. That's that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of them on that wheel. I don't know if uh, whoever was changing that side is going to get his Christmas bonus or not, but it cost them a lot of points and a... Well, they come a on, lot of positions. He come on radio there and said, about 10 laps left to go, I got a loose wheel. But I don't know if they realized that NASCAR was going to penalize them that bad. Or they would have come down pit road. Because, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, you wouldn't stay out there with a loose wheel. Yeah. You know, usually it's just been a fine. Right. So this time, I don't know if NASCAR changed their mind or something like that. But if I knew that that car was going to be penalized that bad, why not come in and pit? Yeah, they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't. They wouldn't they have would, finished last. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's uh, something they need to look into. Yep. And uh, uh, I, did he specifically say on the radio he had a loose wheel? Yes. Well, I, yeah. I, I 
sort of tone that down from now on, too. <laughs> well, they're they going to find it sooner or later. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, well, you're right. He should have come in. But anyway, um, looking at the point standings now, and it's changed. We had a tie for the lead last week, but now going by the number of wins... Kyle Larson is leading the points, and this is the championship standings. Don't care about the point standings. This is the one that matters. Kyle Larson is first with four wins. Second is uh, Martin Truex with three. Third is Alex Bowman with two. And then the rest of these guys have one each and are differentiated by their uh, the stage points they've earned. William Byron is fourth. Chase Elliott, fifth. Joey Logano, sixth. Kyle Busch, seventh. Ryan Blaney, 8th, Brad Keselowski, ninth, Christopher Bell, 10th, and Michael McDowell is 11th. And those are the guys that have won at least one race. And, uh, and, and if Kyle Larson keeps on winning these stage points like he's doing, he's just automatically going to go to the top four. Yeah. I yep. mean, he's automatically going to ease on down that line. The other guys now that haven't won a race yet, 12 through 16, are uh, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, you know they're going to win sooner or later. They got to. They always do. Uh, Austin Dillon is 14th. Tyler Reddick, 15th. And Chris Boucher is 16th. On the outside looking in is um, Kurt Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, Matt D. Benedetto, and Ross Chastain popped up there with his good finish last week. So uh, they will run today at, what I say, 3 o'clock. And tomorrow at 3.30, I'll get in at all the TV times in just a minute. Let's go over to Xfinity, where uh, they ran the Tennessee Lottery 250 last Saturday, and the winner there was Kyle Busch. Uh, I know I heard some discussion. They were talking about how many more times he gets to run, and uh, I think if he wins another one, I, I, I believe he, I heard him say he's going to quit running these races even if he can run some more. I, I don't know what his goal is there, but didn't he won his 100th. Yeah, he won his 100th, but he I think he's gotten his contract or he's got sponsorship that he's supposed to be driving that 54 car for two more races so he can go up to 102, but he said... And after, probably will. And probably will, and he said after that that he was going to step back unless Joe Gibbs asked him to come in and evaluate the team. Okay. If a team gets too far off or something like it, he'll come in and sit in the car and drive it, and so this is what we need to get back to. Well, he's... uh. You can just about rest assured that if he's in it, it's going to win. So uh, he won it last week in the M&M's car. Second was Justin Allgaier. Third, Harrison Burton. Fourth, Josh Berry. Fifth, A.J. Allmendinger. Sixth, Brandon Jones. Seventh, Jeb Burton. Eighth, Noah Cragson. Ninth, Austin Hill. And tenth, Riley Herbst. Eleventh was Jeremy Clemens. And, of course, they didn't show it on television. But uh, he said on Open Mike Daily Wednesday from R.J. Rockers that he was wheel-to-wheel and door-to-door with Riley Herbst and uh, just got nicked by an eyelash for 10th place. So 10th place would have been worth a couple of extra points. So uh, the way the points shake out in the uh, Xfinity Series out front right now and... uh, Looking, looking like a winner. He's got a 90-point lead as Austin Sendrick. Second is A.J. Allmendinger. Third is Daniel Hemrick. You know, it's hard to believe he's never won a race. You know, he's always up there, but he hadn't been lucky enough to win one yet. He's third. Harrison Burton is fourth. Justin Allgaier, fifth. Jeb Burton, sixth. Justin Haley, seventh. Brandon Jones is eighth. 
Noah cracks in ninth, and Michael Annette is tenth. Jeremy has slipped back to eleventh, which, you know, they only take the top twelve, so he can't go much further. However, the good news is tomorrow at noon they race. He is only five points out of tenth place behind Michael Annette and only eight points behind Noah Cragson. So, I mean, he could jump back up just as fast as he's falling back. That that 33rd a couple of weeks ago killed him. Um, and the other good news is 12th place is Brandon Brown in that pesky number 68 that always seems to be around. He's got 38 points on him. So he does have a pretty good margin. But uh, I tell you what, one bad race and that margin goes away. And we can watch uh, Jeremy and the rest of the Xfinity boys and ladies, if there's any in there, tomorrow at noon. So let's take our final break. We'll come back. Got a few more things to go over here. And uh, we'll take it to the checkered flag here on Start Your Engines from Fox Sports 1400. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grant, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. We are Fox Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. This is our Now on FM at 98.3. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy. But also juicy. And tender. Okay, it's crispy, juicy, tender. All one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun. Which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so you'll just have to try it to understand it. Order ahead on the McDonald's app at participating McDonald's. Back for the last segment of Start Your Engines, and I checked the ARCA schedule, and it says they're running at Elko on July the 10th. So I quickly Googled Elko, and it says Nevada, but I swear I thought there was one in Minnesota that's, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of doubtful about that Nevada thing, but it could be. Anyway, uh, let's look at the trucks real quick. They're off this weekend. No, they're not. They run run at noon today. (laughs) They are not off this weekend. 
uh, and they're running the CRC Brake Lean 150. And uh, the points leader in the truck series is John Hunter Nemechek. Ben Rhodes is second. Austin Hill third. Zane Smith is fourth. Todd Gillen is fifth. Grant Enfinger sixth. Sheldon Creed seventh. Matt Crafton eighth. Stuart Friesen, the Canadian ninth. And Carson Hosevar, it's a fun name to say, is tenth. Um, Andy is off this week. They don't run again till July 4th. And, uh, you know, they've already run nine of 16 races. So, uh, um, Actually, their season's kind of winding down a little bit, but they uh, they will run next uh, on the 4th of July at the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, and that will be on NBC. The point standings there uh, after nine races. Alex Palou is first. Uh, uh, yeah, first. Patricio O'Ward is second. Scott Dixon, third. Joseph Newgarden, fourth. Simon Pagino, fifth. Renus VK, sixth. Colton Hare to 7th, Marcus Erickson 8th, Graham Rahal ninth, and Takuma Sato is 10th, and that's the Indy cars. Formula, Run, Formula 1 will race um, Sunday in Austria, Spielberg, Austria. In fact, they're there for two weeks in a row, two separate Grand Prix. Uh, they uh, didn't run last week, and they will run Sunday morning, as I said. Point standings there. Max Verstappen is first. And he has... Wait a minute. I'm wrong. They ran France last week. What am I talking about? Uh, in fact, I watched a little bit of that race. It was one of the... I mean, the track's been there a long time, the Paul Ricard circuit. But it had... Did you see any of it, Alan? No, I didn't. It had any kind of obstacle that could you could possibly hit in almost every part of the track move so far back. I mean, that's a safety thing, and that's great. But those cars, uh, I mean, you just about have to fill up with gas to get to hit something because they just, it, it, it's like it's in the middle of a huge paved parking lot, and and they've got all these stripes and lines outside of where the racing groove is, and the only part that's black, really, is the track. And uh, I don't know. I didn't like it too much. Uh it's probably exactly the opposite of something like these road uh, courses like uh, St. Petersburg and some of these places the indie guys go where I, I don't know how they do a lap without somebody wrecking every lap. It, it's so, the confines are so tight. This was just the opposite. And Max Verstappen won. Second was Lewis Hamilton. Third, Sergio Perez. Fourth was Valtteri Bottas. And fifth, Lando Norris in the McLaren. Um, the pathetic American cars, which I guess you'd have to say they're Russian-American because the Russian guy owns them. The Urakali Haas Formula One team finished last and next to last with uh, Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher. I, I, I don't see where they get the money to run last every week. It's so expensive and going to a different country, although they will stay in Syria. I'm in Syria. In Austria this week. For the next week's race, but I mean, it's just how can you run last every week? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not pass anybody is a good way to do it, but that's uh, uh that's just uh, I mean, I, I don't know, that's terrible. So, let's get to something we can talk about maybe in a little more depth here, and that's the um, WeatherTech Sports Car Series, which I absolutely love. The cars are great, the racing is 
is fantastic, and uh, they will beat and bang if you've ever watched one of these. I, I, when I say that, I, I, it brings back Road Atlanta last year when they were knocking each other's lights out, literally. Um, they are running at the six hours of Watkins Glen. And um, actually, next week, no, I'm sorry, to, yeah, next week, the 4th of July, they'll be back at the Glen for the WeatherTech 240. So they're running two races in a row. But the one tomorrow is a six-hour race, and I'm pretty sure they'll have the three-driver lineup. I could be wrong about that. But the points right now is uh, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque are first, and they have a 71-point lead over Harry Tinknell and Olivier Jarvis. And then the third team, which are actually fourth and fifth, uh, fifth and sixth, I'm sorry, is Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani in the Wayland Engineering Cadillac, and they're 128 points behind. You were showing me something earlier with the the times that are going on up there. What's happening? Practice session times. They showing them acres or uh, with that turbocharged V6, a uh, little bit lighter weight cars. They are flat getting around the racetrack. Uh, those two cars are first and second in practice session. And then we come with the Wheeling Cadillac team. They third, which they got the V8 naturally aspirated motors. Yep. So, uh, sounds better, too. Sounds better. Sounds like <laughs> a race car. But like you was talking about before, we know there'll probably have to be a three-man team. And we know that Chase, Chase will still be at Pocono. Yeah. You know, Chase last in the 24-hour. He was uh, part of the 20, 31 car. As far as that four man team, yeah. and Jimmy Johnson was part of the forty eight car. I don't know if Alan, if uh, but Mike Hill's your brother's listening, but if he knows if that's three or three car team or not, uh, who's going to be the third driver? Because you're right, Mike I, Conway. Mike Conway, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and the results are in. Mike Conway, thank you, uh, Mike Hill. I appreciate that. So. Uh, I just love that series, and I talk about it a lot, and we have a local interest here with that team, and by golly, we're going to publicize them as much as we can, and I'll tell you where you can find them right now. Let's look at the TV schedule. Uh, At noon today, as soon as we go off the air, I'd say in about 10 minutes, is the uh, Camping World Truck Series race at Pocono. That will be on FS1. I've got here 11.45, so this has already started on IMSA TV, is the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship qualifying from Watkins Glen. So they're qualifying right now as we speak. Um, And then at 3 o'clock today on NBCSN will be NASCAR Cup race number one from uh, Pocono. And I'm sure that race probably has a name. I don't have that information. I can find it, though, if you bear with me a second, if I don't knock the microphone off the stand. Um, thought I had, the, thought I had the, sh- the schedule here. I did had it in my hand a few minutes ago. Uh, well, anyway, I did have it. We'll forego that. But I did see where uh, it hadn't broke out yet, but... They are pretty much announcing that Brad Keselowski is going to Jack Roush, uh, going to be part of a car owner type deal. Uh, that makes uh, between like uh, Jeff Gordon and you got Kyle Busch and you got Dale Earnhardt Jr., all of them staying involved with the motorsports as being owners of uh, either truck teams or 
Bush uh, Xfinity teams. Now we got Brad Keselowski stepping up to be a uh, partner owner in the Winston Cup team. Yep, and he's uh, yep. uh, going to be staying with Ford. But going, oh, thank you there, Greg. Greg just bought our tickets, and I got to miss. You know, I wasn't, I didn't scratch <laughs> mine off till last night when I was doing my homework for this show, and I won two hundred bucks. So uh, you think dinner'd be on me today, wouldn't you? I think so. <laughs> I, every, time, every time I tell the man, you know, I tell him, I said, look, now we don't get paid a whole lot, you know, to do all this stuff. We need, we need, need gas money. We need something. I need some help. Mike, uh, Greg, pull that microphone yeah. around there so we hear what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I won $250 in Florida about 20 years ago when I lived down there. More than that, 25 years ago. But, uh. I whooped out pretty loud there about 9.30 last night, and my daughter just happened to be home. And she said, what happened? And uh, I said, well, I just won 200 bucks here on the scratch-off. So uh, that was good. Appreciate it, Greg. Uh, let's look to tomorrow where uh, I have at 8.55, so let's call it 9 o'clock, the Formula One race will be on ESPN. And that's at the Red Bull Ring in um, Austria. Then at 12 o'clock, the Xfinity race is running at a kind of an unusual time. Uh, they, of course, always run on Saturday or usually run on Saturday unless uh, um, a lot of times they will run a Sunday standalone race. But this is a doubleheader with the Cup guys. And they run at 12 o'clock tomorrow on NBCSN at Pocono. And uh, immediately after that, they will have the pre-race show for the NASCAR Cup race, which will go off at 3.30 tomorrow on NBCSN. So uh, so now your local teams are going to be kind of behind eight ball because <laughs> your bigger teams is going to be able to use their Winston, I ain't going to say Winston Cup, but uh, their Cup boys, uh, crew members, to change, make pit stops. Yeah. And I had a problem with that uh what was it, four weeks ago when they went right. to the road course? Mm -hmm. And now we're going to have a 50-second to 70-second pit stop. Well. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go for that. No. I know you're not a fan of that. They, they said uh, most of you Gibbs teams and all that were out in Sonoma, California. So we're going to let the boys have a 50 to 70-second pit stop. Yeah. Well, guess what? You local boys that's been racing there. That, that means that was their time to shine. Yeah. Now we got these other boys coming in here and ain't never had pit stops before, but now we're going to have them a, a 50 to 70 seconds. Yeah. And Jeremy comes out behind the 70 seconds and he gets to go to the rear of the field. Yeah. So what difference if it's 50 to 100? <laughs> well. They should have just pulled up there to the exit of pit road and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Block pit road. Uh, I'm trying to find here. Um, it, it looks like to me the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series is getting a short end of the stick. I don't see the beginning of the race here on my TV listing, uh, but I see the end of it, and it's got SD, which means same-day coverage. Um, I think this is probably <laughs> streaming on uh, uh, NBC SN. Or, or NBC Gold, I think it is, and I pay five dollars a week for, a month for that. So maybe, uh, maybe I can find it. But this is showing the um, 
from 7 to 10, same-day coverage on NBCSN of Watkins Glen. So that would be the last three hours or the last half of the race. But I'm pretty sure there's some place you can find that. And if you're interested in it, as I am, I will try to find it. And I believe I can get that on NBC Gold. Uh, get something for my $4.99 a week. So uh, that's it. we got three minutes to spare. Greg, any final thoughts? Well, it just seems like uh, things are gradually winding back into normal. We're seeing less masks, and they, they, they've gotten uh, things settled down. So it looks like things are getting positive, and plenty of racing out there to go see. And like I say, we just people like us much. We can get people like Bobby Labonte to come on here and talk to us. And uh, that was a great, great it, guest it, this well, week. We we'll try to get do our best next week. We always do. Well, next week uh, is the 4th of July. What day of the week does that fall on? Do you know? Sunday. It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday. Okay, so, uh, 4th of July. And uh, glad to see Nashville had a great turnout. Yes, the they did. race there. It was packed. They were packed. You're yep. exactly right. Good, well, good to see that. Kyle Larson get out. Acknowledge the crowd there and stuff. I mean, couldn't ask for a better deal of racing. No. I'm Even though... Even though he did kind of stink up the show a little bit. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm looking here at the weather forecast for today, and it looks, uh, tomorrow looks real iffy for Spartanburg. Do they run anywhere on Saturday, on Sunday, around uh, here, locally? Not, uh, not, not this no, week. Not this week. Well, I think they'll be okay, because it looks like, it looks cloudy and warm, I mean, like in the 80s, but, uh, and, and, and dark. So, uh, it should be, uh, should be a good night to go out to your local track and, Cheer on the the people uh, involved in that, and we hope to get you back out there one so, of these days, Alan. We got them subcompacts, and they wasting for five thousand dollars at Harris tonight. Is that yeah. the front wheel drive? That's front wheel drive. Does that run pretty good oh, on dirt? Yeah. Oh I mean, yes, they do. Yeah, some of them old boys. I've I've looked at That's them. A crazy line, don't they, Alan? They, yes, they, they do. It's like they have to do it backwards or something. Well, I talked to one guy, and he says we leave the handbrakes in the car. With I, I had, that and, and, and that. that's what we use to set the car with is the handbrakes that locks up the rear tires, huh. <laughs> and, get the, and get the tail end hung out, and, and then they they, front, pull, they let right, it pull front, the front, front wheels off. Front wheel drive, yes, sir. Well, front wheel won't like drive on dirt. It seems like uh, it seems like it needs to work real good or real bad, one or the other. But because uh, I kind of like to see those weird, real rear wheels digging and the thing. Turning right to go left, and um, can they do that in a front drive car? Yes, they can. Okay, you, you watch these boys. If you ain't never watched them, is kind of like you wing sprint cars. They they just a different animal. Well, anyway, we uh, there's plenty of racing out there. We didn't touch on any drag racing. Need to get Bobby Bennett back on the show here and um, see what's going on with that. I know the local drag racing tracks are probably. Uh, Operating, and uh, we'll get Hank Guyton on here next week, maybe to tell us about it. And we got a three-hour show. Got a what? A three-hour show coming up. A three-hour show. Yeah, I didn't plug it. We're at Impact Pre-owned on July the seventeenth. So uh, come out there and visit us for that. In the meantime, get our table ready, ready, Natalie. <laughs> We're on the way. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening.
listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG 